Hello and welcome to Movie Nosh with Mike and Josh, where each week we sink our teeth into a different movie feast, and this week we did not forget to do the intro. Did we do it? Did we not do it for Venom? Uh, I, I feel like we do half of it and then get carried away. And That doesn't sound like that. No, it doesn't. Rambling about absolutely nothing? No, not us. I like the reference to sinking our teeth into a different movie feast, because this movie we watched has quite a big set of teeth. Yeah, four extra incisors, apparently. Gives me more range. Gives me more range. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, but in case you haven't realised already, or you probably have because you read the title of the podcast before you played it, this week we are re- reviewing <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, the epic biopic of Queen lead singer Freddie Mercury and the other guys that were involved. Yeah, yeah, it's not the, that Janet Street Porter film that's come out as well that no one knows about. I have no idea what you're talking about. She's got big teeth, Janet Street Porter. I I feel like these are one of these people that I should know who they are. But You'd recognise her, and she talks like that. What's she doing? What's the thing? I don't know what she does. I don't know how she's famous. She's, she's in Loose Women. That, that, that kind of person. Yeah, yeah, okay. Famous for being a, a loose woman. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Outspoken. <laughs> um, let's have enough of this crap and just head straight... In. I can't talk. Let's fuck this shit up. <laughs> like we do every week. Let's go straight into the theme tune. Before we review the film, should we go on to your my favourite bit of the show? Always. I sometimes lie awake at night thinking, what news is Josh going to bring to the podcast? You're, you're thinking, week? what's happening in the world of movies? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wish I knew all the time. And sometimes I don't know what's happening, and then we do this, and I'm clued in. The next best thing to the internet, Josh Lewis and his movie news. We need to start it off, though, with, uh, with my theme tune. With, with the third best thing in the internet. <laughs> Uh, it's movie news, it's movie news, it's Josh's movie news. Ew. Um, it's thin on the ground this week. There was a lot of stuff actually on the internet, but a lot of the stuff I was didn't really give a shit about, if oh, I'm yeah. honest. So um, I'm going to tell you the stuff that I do care about. And the first thing here is that the Boba Fett movie is reportedly no longer happening. Oh, well that was quick. I didn't even know it was happening, to be honest. Didn't they do that? Did they, I thought it was a... Oh, is this different to the Mandalorian yeah. Netflix thing? So is that Netflix? It might be. I know they are producing a Mandalorian TV show. Which but... may or may not be on Netflix, but, you know. <laughs> it's on, come it's here on... for your, your news, movie news. <laughs> it's on a TV somewhere yeah. at some point. But what I liked about that is actually that they've got loads of different directors in, including oh. Taika Waititi, who's oh, that's one cool. of the most fun-sounded names in all yeah. of movie land. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and this seems to be the reason for this is that the Han Solo movie was apparently the first Star Wars movie to lose money. Ever, ever. Maybe it's starting. Have we turned the corner now? Potentially. It, 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 I, I read an article. I say it read. I read the headline and moved on like <laughs> yeah. most people. Uh, that said that it's okay to not like Star Wars now. Well, that's fucking rubbish. I mean, it's absolute tosh. But <sighs> saying that, I've not liked the last, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, the last two films that have been released. Generation Z, isn't it? They're motherfuckers. <laughs> Growing up, not knowing what life is like without the internet, ruining everybody's fun. Yeah. Not Thankfully, knowing... they're not our target audience, so yeah, I can yeah. say what I want about them, the fuckers. Yeah, the weird YouTube <laughs> channel watching. Yeah, YouTube is not TV. It's nah, not the same it thing. Count. doesn't count. Ugh. Anyway. They um... don't know what it's like to have a poo without a phone. <laughs> Which is, I've repeatedly made jokes about this week. Is, well, for I'm, example, I'm... before we were talking about a guy who was in solitary confinement for 42 days. And I was saying, oh, I can't even go to the toilet without my phone, so fuck knows what I'd do in a hole for 
24 hours, let alone 42 days. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I don't know what people did. It's probably why my, man, my parents have kind of got personalities. What, have they been in solitary confinement? No, I just, I just don't know. What, what did people do before? Oh, I see what you mean. I was like, wow, your parents have been to prison. That's why you started shoplifting. Yes. Yeah. We shouldn't say that on the podcast, should we? Well, it's all right. I'm white and middle class. I'll be, I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Star Wars, yeah, it seems that all the um, sort of spin-off solo character movies, not solos in Han Solo, but like they were looking at doing an Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi movie. Oh, please don't. I, I reckon all of those are on hold at the moment. Because no, there's too, there's too much chat online about do you re- doing I reckon, with Ewan. Yeah, it has to be Ewan McGregor if they're going to do an Obi-Wan film, surely. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably get Chris Pratt to do it and ruin the whole thing. Yeah. Um, other movie news. The Labyrinth sequel has a script. And is moving forward, says director. This is some of my favourite movie news that you've ever given me. I feel like this is, again, one of those things where people are going to shiv me in the street for saying I've never seen Labyrinth. Or never seen all of it. You'll be lucky if you make it to the streets. Yeah, because <laughs> you're going to do it in the flat. Uh, it's a great film. And it's, I think it's Jennifer Garner, isn't it? Jennifer Connolly, sorry. That's the one, Jennifer she's, Connolly. She's like super young in it. My ex-girlfriend apparently had her first sexual awakening to David Bowie in that movie. I can't see And then she happened. dated me, so... <laughs> can see why it's weird that is a very strange thing to have a sexual yeah an androgynous person mate I love androgyny yeah explains the skirt (laughs) Um, then we also watched a new trailer for a film called Vox Lux before which is apparently tipped to be an Oscar contender contender there we go Um, starring Natalie Portman as some kind of pop star and that's all we could figure out about the trailer she's like a cross between Lady Gaga yeah David Bowie and whoever she's Tim McGraw yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm having watching, watched the trailer, and I always complain about a trailer giving away too much. Mm. This trailer sort of doesn't really say anything, which is good. Yeah, yeah. It it piqued my interests, and my interests are hard to peak. I feel like my girlfriend would like this film because the amount of glitter in it. Yes, I feel like I'd come out of that movie and I'd find glitter in my my, uh, my flat three months later. <laughs> yeah, in your popcorn. <laughs> um, but then there was also a new trailer this week which we shared on our Instagram, which was for a new Netflix movie called Bird Box. I'm interested for this because the cast is quite good. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. And John Malkovich. John fucking Malkovich. John fucking Malkovich, yeah. Which is mad. If you think what Netflix started as. I know, yeah. It's like, it, it looks very much like A Quiet Place. Yeah, it did. Yeah, remind me of that. And a bit like, oh, what was that Matt Damon one where the plants killed him? That was Mark Wahlberg. And it was Ma- happening. That was the one, yeah. Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, same, Matt same, but different. Damon. Yeah. Um, the happening, fuck I me. Don't know what, um, I don't know what to think about Netflix, because they've had some pretty poor films that they've released. They've had bangers and they've had shittens, but I feel like there's only... What's the banger? A banger. Banger. Um, it depends whether you class... It has to be one that's either completely produced by Netflix right. and made from scratch. I can't remember what movie that was, but all the other ones, they've not made them. They've just bought the rights to distribute oh, them, I so see. it's different, but they can just stick... Netflix name. original on there. What was that? They did that once. Um, that one with Will Smith. What was that called? Oh, that's what it was. Um, Bright. Bright. That yeah. was the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, we reviewed that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. mind it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But then other things like we watched Hold the Dark, and you watched. I watched Hold the Dark. You watched The Apostle, and yeah. Oh yeah. Was... Again, they were not made by Netflix, not? but distributed. Okay. So, um, we just got a big gulp on that there. It was like nice ASMR for ASMR. the video for the listeners. I'm going to gulp this drink down. <laughs> Today. Oh, let me get closer to the mic. We're going to review a movie today. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, 
I did. Oh, I can't <laughs> stand it. Anybody who's not heard of ASMR is like, what the fuck is happening on this podcast yeah. now? Um, what were we talking about? Just Google ASMR. Yeah. Um, we were ass to mouth about... resuscitation. It <laughs> 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 doesn't work. <laughs> no, but it's fun to do. Yeah. Um, we were watching uh, that trailer, Vox, Vox Lux, Vex Lux. Oh, uh, Vox Lux, but when we were talking about Bird Box, which oh, that's again right. looks really interesting. So it's good to see some proper quality content coming out of Netflix. Good, because I can't be asked to be spending more money than well, I already am. I'm not paying for a TV license and no, send them a message saying, I don't need one because literally all I watch is Netflix, yeah. Amazon Prime, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, same. But now they're like, I hope you're going to be in on the 7th of November because we're going to go around and check. And I'm like, what are you going to check? It's a TV without an aerial in it. Yeah, no. My phone doesn't have the BBC iPlayer app. What are you going to do? We had a storm once and the TV never works again. Mm. I've never been happier. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it for movie news. The rest of it's kind of just a lot of bollocks, really. So, Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Natalie Portman flex her acting muscles. Who is the guy? Oh, Jude Law was in Jude that movie Law. as well. I like Jude Law. Yeah, apart from his old, you know, he was married to Sienna Miller and then fucked the nanny and... Is it because you have the same hairline as Jude Law? I'm so glad that you said that because <laughs> I've thought that. <laughs> You're like no, Jude Law he, and um, uh, what's his name? Vision from Avengers. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Merged yeah, together. Compared to Paul Bettany before. Yeah. Um, and Ron Jeremy. The porn star. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Uh, You're a small fat Mexican man. <laughs> <laughs> Jude Law's got um, far too much hair at the back. He's got a very strange receding hairline. It seems to be f- focused entirely at widow's, widow's peak. peak and then mm. stopped. It's like a widow's region. mountain range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mount Kilimanjaro on his head. All right, let's move on. Yeah, all the we'll, we'll go again. To, we'll, go, we'll go on to Bohemian Rhapsody, which has been... It came onto my radar when Sasha Baron Cohen was first billed to play mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury, and that uh, the film starring him sounds completely different to what has actually been made. Yeah, I think that's partly the reason why he wasn't in the project I anymore. I kind of want to watch that, though, now. Yeah. I'd like, I like this a lot, but yeah. I'd really like to see how different it could have been. Mm. Um, apparently, he would have he didn't take it seriously enough, and I get it because Brian Brian May and uh, Roger Taylor, I think, were, were yeah. big um, producers. producers of this, and obviously they want to maintain the the image of yeah uh, Queen the of legacy. The band. Yeah, so having Sasha Baron Cohen running around doing coke off of a, a small Chinese man, it's just more like a Sasha Baron Cohen biopic yeah, rather than exactly. a Freddie Mercury one. So. Yeah. Um, which would have been hilarious to watch, but I understand that they, they you know, they don't want to, and they're, they're, they're you know, quite right. They, they um, were big advocates of saying it's none of your fucking business what we get up to in our private life. Thing is, I could, I, I heard two different sides of the story from my extensive research I did online before, ten minutes before the podcast, mm-hmm. and um, so there was that part where Queen was saying he didn't take it serious enough, but then there was another part where Sasha Baron Cohen, Baron Cohen was saying that. You thought the movie should focus on some of the grittier stuff, you yeah, know, some I of the mad even. shit that Freddie Mercury got up to, yeah, and they yeah. didn't want to sell that story, so... Yeah. And that, that kind of forms part of my opinion of this movie, but I think we'll go into that later on when we do the ratings. Yeah. Um, but as a super quick, succinct synopsis... Ooh, lots of S's. Well done. Um, the, the movie's basically a chronicle of the years leading up to Queen's legendary appearance at the Live Aid concert. 
um, all the way from when they started the band up to that point. And yeah. then Freddie Mercury died, so they can't make any more movie about it. Well, they did. They sort of polished over about six, seven years after yeah. that. So yeah. Did he die? Because like he did another solo one, the operatic one. Yes. And they released a new, another album. Another yeah. Two or something. Innuendo. And I can't remember what the last one was. Was that when that was? Innuendo. One Vision was. And then they did. Oh, yeah. One Vision was an Innuendo, I think. Yeah. Any Queen fans out there are currently just hitting their head against the wall saying these guys These guys need to shut the fuck up. up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah let's push on <laughs> it's pretty obvious it's a biopic about Queen and their journey mainly focusing on Freddie Mercury because he was the biggest character in the group uh, director was Brian Singer slash Dexter Fletcher yeah very strange what's the story behind that Mike uh, so Brian Singer who uh, directed Usual Suspects and back in 95 and all those X-Men films there we go love. yeah that's what I was talking about um, he apparently was losing the plot on, uh, during production and kept turning up late Mm. a la Freddie Mercury um, yeah yeah that's ironic isn't it um, and so eventually about 16 days before the uh, filming stopped Dexter Fletcher gets drafted in Brian Singer gets sacked mm. they get Dexter Fletcher in who you'll recognise the name well you won't recognise the name I didn't I recognised his face yeah he's in Lockstock and he's yeah you'd recognise him if you gave him a he's a cockney I think he plays a cockney quite what accent was that? I think it's it's funny because when I was reading online as well, he's directed the Rocketman film, which is the Elton John biopic, which is coming out fairly soon as well. With Taron Edgerton. Yeah. I don't know how to say himself. his name. I always say Edgerton. Edgerton? No. Edger- Egerton. Is it Egerton? I don't know. We should Google it. We should know. At more. some We're point. A movie podcast. Taron, yeah, let's just call him Taron. Taron T. Just still a weird fucking name. Taron. Taron Egerton. Um yeah, so maybe he's just going to be drafted into all of the uh, biopics. He'll do the next. He'll do the Bowie one. Oh, that needs to happen, doesn't it? Who would play Bowie or Bowie? Whatever you want to say. Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> no, uh, he's running around snorting coke off a. I can. I mean, it's either him or Vin Diesel. No. Uh, Who would seriously do it? Take this know. seriously, man. Um, Chris Pratt. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Lady Gaga. Could Who have, could do Lady Bowie? Kira Knightley. No. Come on, think about it. I am. <laughs> and I hate it. Have you not seen Domino before? I reckon Michael Sheen would do a good David Bowie. Too old. Needs someone who can play him as youth. What about? He's the guy who plays Beast in the X Men First Class movies. He was in Skins. About a, about a boy guy. Hmm. I don't know. He's kind of tall and lanky. Yeah, I mean, is, is Bowie known for his height? I mean, Damn. everyone's known for their hype for you. <laughs> <laughs> Small people problems. I don't even think you're that short. I don't know why you... Why you, why you I'm average so. height. It's just you're a fucking giant as well as everybody else around me for some reason. <laughs> All my friends I grew up with are six foot three. It's really fucking annoying. That is annoying. You get to the age of 14, you're like, someday it's going to happen. And now I'm 29 and it's like... The same height. This is never going to fucking happen. In fact, I think I'm going to start shrinking soon, so... At least you've got your hair. Osteoporosis. I know, yeah. You can't have everything, obviously. <laughs> if you combined us, your height, my hair. Fucking fuck hell. me. That guy would, would play it? David Bowie in a biopic. Yes. Yeah, there we go. That's who's going to be it. Um, so, yeah, there was Brian Singer slash Dexter Fletcher. Although, apparently, Brian Singer was the only director to get an actual credit on the movie. Dexter Fletcher's name's not in there. Yeah, the Film Actors Guild got together and said, he's done enough. <sighs> That's a shitter, isn't it? Um, Writers-wise, we had... Anthony McCartan, or Anthony McCartan, I'm not sure how to say it, but he's known for writing on The Theory of Everything and Darkest Hour. They're two Oscar winners, aren't they? Darkest Hour? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Winston Churchill one with Gary Oldman. 
And then Peter Morgan, not Piers Morgan. Gary God. Oldman is who's going to play David Bowie. He's a oh my comedian. God. <laughs> um, Peter Morgan was also a writer on Frost Nixon and The Last King of Scotland and The Queen. So pretty so, heavy. Yeah. Some heavyweights there. Yeah. Um, Which I'm is kind sure. of disappointing, actually. Yeah, I was just about to say that because I think the weakest part of this movie was the yeah. majority of the story felt a bit... That's exactly um, what I said. Felt a bit like... A manufactured pop band. Yes. That yes. makes sense. Oh, I like where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I've I stolen think... that from my website. I'm going to pretend <laughs> it's my opinion. But God, that's so good. Thank I God knew for that critics' been consensuses yours. on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay? Um, but no, it did It did feel like an overly polished version of Queen and their story. And a, yes. a very simplified one. You could tell like yeah, some of the yeah, scenes, yeah. like, this conversation didn't happen exactly no, like this. No, it seems way too succinct. That's, that can't be the way the band started. That can't be the way that song was I mean, there's only so many times that Brian May can have the same look of, oh my God, I can't believe I'm playing guitar. Yes. Yeah, Not yeah. even playing guitar in front of all these people. Just, it's oh, as wow. if my fingers are moving on their own. How is this happening? His, his face was always just this look of awe and wonder. So one of my favourite things, um, moving away from one of my least favourite things, which was a formulaic X-Factor-like uh, storyline. Yeah. Uh, was the performance by uh, Rami Malek, which is, I mean, it's it's really really good, and it's always going to be because all the trailers have you know pushed this whole idea that he is Freddy. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, I kind of started to believe that I was watching Freddy. Mm. But even moving away from Rami Malek, even um, uh, Gwilym Lee, who plays Brian May, mm. he looks fucking identical to him in some parts, and even like the little faces that. <clears throat> Uh, Joseph Mazzello does uh, who plays John Deacon oh yeah who is do you, do you know who Joseph Mazzello is do you know what films he's been in no cast your mind back about 25 years ago there was this awesome movie with some dinosaurs on the park holy fuck is that the kid from Jurassic Park he's the kid from Jurassic Park holy fuck yeah that, is, that should have been in the movie news <laughs> <laughs> amazing isn't it He's been waiting his whole life. Oh my god. He's biding his time. His nose has grown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if there's any prosthetic, prosthetic there. That is fucking insane. But I thought he was great in this. He gave, you know, the John Deacon weird look. And... He was more believable than Brian May, I think. I he seemed think a bit more like, you know. That's how it would be. Relaxed. Well, I think with because uh, Brian May and, and uh, Roger Taylor had such involvement in this, they've obviously wanted to portray themselves in certain ways. And Roger the, Taylor's yeah. portrayed as like a bit of a bad man, which is that, that persona that he's always... Sort of Maybe he was. Maybe he was like a shagaholic and... Well, in, in interviews, he kind of, you know, he always had that, I don't give a fuck, kind of... He's the drummer, though. That's what they're all yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. He, he reminded me of the drummer from School of Rock. Got a bit of a stick up his butt. <laughs> a drumstick. <laughs> um, but they, even their performances were great. I thought um, the guy who plays... I know what you mean about the School of Rock thing. It's just twigged. Sorry, go on. Well done. Yeah. Um, so was it Ben Hardy played Roger Taylor, who was in one of your favourite films of all time? Was he? Well, you liked the director, who also directed this. Was he an X-Men? Yeah, he was Angel. No. Yes. Have you done any research? <laughs> not, in, not into the cast, <laughs> if I'm honest. Well, he was. Take my word for it. Um, and he was probably the weakest link mm. in the band, which is, you know. Yeah, and he, he was the one who, like, never aged at all. Yeah, he just sort of his hairstyle changed a little bit. Yeah. But... Um, I thought that the, the, they were great. I really liked um, visually looking at uh, Rami Malek's transformation through, you know, yeah. 76, Freddy, all the way to 85. Bigger hair, bigger hair, bigger hair. Smaller hair, moustache. Moustache, yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, 
and then there was some you know good performances by Tom Hollander, who was who was the uh, the lawyer. Miami Beach. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Miami Beach. And then you've got uh, Littlefinger, Aidan Gillen. They were, so what struck me about those is they're two like very renowned actors, and I don't think they had huge challenging parts to play. Like basically, anybody else could have played those parts in the yeah, same way, yeah. and it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then there's that weird cameo by uh, Mike Myers. Yeah, that was so odd. His accent kept changing so much, you just couldn't tell whether you were listening to someone from Wigan or Shrek. Are they not the same place? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah, that was strange. But, you know, it, it brought some brevity and, and a level of campness to the movie that, that featured throughout, really, which is what you want from a Queen movie. There's a really good line that he says at some point where, like, um, oh, what is it now? I'm sure it's in my trivia section. Where's my trivia? Where's my trivia? Uh, the character played by Mike Myers states Bohemian Rhapsody will never be sang be a song people bang their heads into oh fucking hell I'm going to start this again <laughs> the character played by Mike Myers states Bohemian Rhapsody will never be a song people bang their heads to in the car ironically Myers had just uh, not just done Myers was in Wayne's World where they all have that famous scene where they're banging their heads in the car to Bohemian Rhapsody that iconic scene. God, I fucked that up really badly, didn't I? <laughs> I think with a little bit of editing, that will come <laughs> The across. magic of the movies. That will come across perfectly. The so one... That was fun, but I mean, even his inclusion in this kind of sets the tone for what the movie's going to be like. There was quite a lot of... Um, and what you can imagine it's like. Humorous parts where the, the, everybody in the cinema just suddenly burst into spontaneous laughter. There's far too much audience participation <laughs> for my liking. We are, we're in England. Oh. We are in... The Queen's own city, and there was people in the cinema clapping. Clapping along. I heard somebody singing along at one point. It's disgraceful. If I had popcorn, I would have launched it at him. <laughs> and not all at once. No. Like one piece after the other. And then tidied it up. Sing. And queued to get some more. Because we are British. <laughs> and then I saw somebody giving the devil's horns. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Do you know what that is? That's going to the cinema where there's lots of tourists. I think it's probably like lots of baby boomers going to watch the movie as well. No. Yeah, like people who are properly into Queen because they grew up with it. Well, that makes more sense than me saying no just now. Yeah. No. 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 They said it. But I can understand why people did, because the film was loads of fun. Mm -hmm. And it was very, very entertaining. I had a great time. Uh, Yeah, I'd left thinking... I'm buzzing right now. That was great. I've left on a high. But I feel like... The music carried the movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. If it was another band whose music wasn't that fussed about, but the same story, it'd be very meh. At least Freddy's and Queen's story is, is a little bit more interesting because I don't know why. They, I mean, why don't they do this with Mamma Mia? Why don't they just have an ABBA biopic? Can you imagine? Biopic. If, what did I call it? You just called it a biopic, but I would call it a biopic because biopic just sounds like biopic. myopic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, much, yeah, I much prefer this, this storyline to, you know, being cast away to a Greek island where you have to guess who your father is. <laughs> yeah. One of them might just be Pierce Brosnan. They could have, I mean, this is going to sound dark, but they could have done it with Freddie on an island guessing who gave maids. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> might not draw the audiences in, but <laughs> maybe that'd be, that'd be perfect for Halloween. I don't think anybody knows the answer. I know who the answer is, actually. It's Paul. Paul is a dick. Do you think it was Paul? I've no idea. I wouldn't want to guess, to be honest. But um, one of the side characters, Paul. Who was Paul played by? Anybody interesting? Alan Leach. What's he been in? No fucking idea. I've no, not done my research. I mean, hip, yeah, there's quite a few. What I do like is that most people in this 
apart from Rami Malek, who's what Mr. Robot. I think he was in. Well, his most famous thing is obviously the prince from Night at the Museum. The right. Pharaoh. Okay. Obviously, his yeah his best performance yet. But uh, <laughs> most of the band members, um, pretty, um, you know, nobody really knew who they were, which is quite nice. No, I still so don't remember his names. Have, yeah, you didn't have to remove yourself from thinking, oh, this is them trying yeah. to be Brian May, or this is Ewan McGregor trying to be David Bowie. You know, it's not. It, so that was good. I liked the idea that mm. they did that, and they gave some uh, talent, um, some fresh talent, a try. I liked. I think my favourite part of the first half of the movie was his relationship with Mary. Yeah, played by and Lucy then, Boynton, who I can't believe we've not mentioned yet. She was great. I really liked her. And she's very yummy. Yeah, and all, obviously, yes. Yeah, she starred in Apostle, which is the other movie that I was going to review this week, but then decided not to because it was really boring. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe this is, this is her year. She's gonna yeah, no, well, obviously being in two fairly big movies yeah. in one year. It's, and she's been in a lot of stuff. I think she was in Sing Street. I've never seen it, but... No. But um, she was good, and they, she portrayed that. Um, relate that it was a very. I mean, I've watched documentaries where their relationship was discussed, and it does sound like a very, you know, loving relationship. And I think it was portrayed very well. And um, I think it was it was interesting when it could have gone. Better. He finally reveals that he's you know gay to her, but he says, "I think I'm bi," and she goes, "No, you're gay," and it's like, "Hang on, yeah, <laughs> he slept with you as well." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say he's bisexual. <laughs> I don't like the idea of labels being thrown around. Like no, that. no, no. God, you so very 1970s. Fucking millennial, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> but um, they could have. I think they could have delved into that more and maybe shown more of, of um, Freddie's relationship with his sexuality and his hedonism and how he dealt with it. But which probably would have happened with Sasha Baron Cohen. Well, that's the thing. I don't. Well, I don't think that the lead actor can dictate what the story's no, going to be true. but I think everybody who watches it I say maybe not everybody but a lot of people who watched it and a lot of people who criticise it go down the path of it was a very polished story and Freddie Mercury's lifestyle yeah. was definitely way more wild than that and we didn't get to see that part which is a bit disappointing because I mean I remember reading some of Carrie Fisher's excerpts from her autobiography where she starts telling about all the wild sex parties that like David Bowie and and Freddie Mercury, right? and you're like, oh, I want to hear about that. I want to yeah, see that yeah. in a scene. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but I can understand why. You know, Brian May, Roger Taylor, they're heavily involved, and they're, yeah. they're, it was it was very much. Uh, well, Brian May was very much of the opinion that it's not really the media or the news. It's not their business what Freddie was getting up to and stuff like that. And, no. And it, it is slightly portrayed in this movie that way in a way that still uh, ensures that they get shit tons of cash out of it oh yeah definitely uh, what else do we want to talk about um, I mean do you, want to, do you want to go on to a rating I can do uh, a few other small bits um, I really liked the 20th century Fox fanfare at the time. <laughs> as soon as that came on like that as soon as it came on I was like I really hope they make this sound like Queen and they did and apparently that's because it was um, Brian May and Roger Taylor Oh, playing the music cool. for that and as soon as that happened I was like yeah I'm up for this film now yeah. this is great um, uh, what I really liked is that they lip synced all the songs because after watching the trailer for Rocket Man the Elton John one and I see that Taron Tay Ray Tay Ray is singing in it I'm like whoa 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 no I don't want to listen to cover band do this movie I want to listen to the actual song some of the singing in this was Rally. Malik. Was it? Yeah. Which bits? What? I don't know fucking which bits, but... Come on, tell me. He had to um, audition and he had to sing in yeah. front of Queen and Well, stuff. one of the, the things that I found online was that um, 
he had to send in a video of himself singing to, to Queen, but they didn't download it, probably because they're really old and don't know how to use the internet. Um, I so what they the, look at when they're having a poo. <laughs> oh my God. The guitars and drumsticks. <laughs> um, but apparently, so he then just had to sing for them live, so he saw firsthand their reaction to his singing. Yeah, so I think he's got a pretty good voice. He must do. I, I, wanna... I mean, there were part, the, the, the live aid scene at the end seemed... So that, that was the best bit of the movie by far. Oh, yeah, And yeah. that, if they didn't end on that, I think I would have left the movie thinking, meh, it's okay. But that final full 20-minute set from Live Aid where they went on, and I think the emotional build-up towards that after they showed the scene where Freddie's telling the band for the first time he's got AIDS, and mm. it's just as they're practising for Live Aid, sort of really put some gravitas into it. Um, and I was like, I really hope they do the whole set, because if they start playing one song and then they stop I'm going to be like fuck I want to hear yeah, the rest of it exactly. and then they did the whole thing and apparently they had like a proper choreographer in making sure they were doing the exact same things the bands were doing it on was stage. pretty amazing actually and that, that was the that was the peak of my enjoyment of the movie right at the end which doesn't always happen when you go to the no. cinema endings are hard um, especially mine hey. right now uh, but I really liked it that was definitely yeah that was where I was you know, I had a smile on my face. Mm. Fuckers were singing along in the cinema. I think I had a bit of a tear in my eye at one point just because of the the bit about him saying he's got AIDS and yeah, him going and out fun, and, yeah. you know, and making also, it happen. Yeah, and they, they, they did a good job. Of, I mean, they did this with all these films where there's a famous person who's, you know, intolerably lonely. Um, but you do see, you do feel huge amounts of empathy for, well, I do because I'm a nice person. For somebody finding out that... Uh, You're a ginger, so therefore you have no soul. I don't understand. <laughs> I know, but I, I pretend. Um, but yes, you do, you do feel really quite bad for this lonely character whose who's, you know, friends have left him, and then all of a sudden he's, he's faced with his own mortality. Mm. Um, whilst he's you know, not necessarily at the peak of his powers, but... No, because he's been quiet for quite a few years before yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it a very sad story, but told well, and the, the, they managed to end it on a high. I, I think that they chose the right. I think they chose the right way to end it. It would have been interesting to have seen the, the you know the further six years of Freddie's life, yeah, and the the final albums and things like that. Um, but I think that they made the right decision in ending the movie where it was finished because I thought that was the best part of the film. Yeah, it left you emotionally in the right place, I think. Yeah, and then I wanted to listen to loads of Queen on the way and, home. Yeah, and I did, and I was walking down the street on the way, I'm like, Queen. Yeah. I didn't have my headphones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was fucking horrible. Gutting. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so rating time, I think. So, I, I mean, for entertainment value, I'd give it a solid 8 out of 10. Oh, I gave it an 8 out of 10 as well. For Rami Malek, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I thought it was great. Yeah, he did He did nail it. I think the That's whole casting in, in general, there wasn't a bad casting mm. choice. There was a few underused characters with some great actors, which didn't make much sense. Yes. So that just falls down to the story being a little bit mediocre at times and some of the dialogue being a little bit meh. But um, overall, left the cinema absolutely buzzing. Wish they did a few more of the wilder points to talk about. Yeah. And but it tugged at the heartstrings towards the end and Yeah. And I, I think I don't I don't I mean, I was brought up listening to the greatest hits and I didn't really know yeah. much about it and the albums or anything like that. Or did I see any um like live footage of Freddie when he was younger? Mm. Um but by the end of the movie, and I think that allowed me to, at the end of the movie, believe that I was watching 
you know, Freddie Mercury. Mm. I think if I'd been exposed to loads of Freddie Mercury like we have artists of our generation, mm. then we'd probably pick way more holes in it than, than we have. Yeah. We'd probably enjoy it less. Like, as a Queen fan, I enjoyed it. As a hardcore Queen fan, they're probably people are picking it apart. But Yeah, maybe. For us vanilla fans. Yeah, need to speak to some old people. See what they think. Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. Brexit, Brexit. <laughs> uh, yeah, 8 out of 10 for me. Yeah, 8 out of 10 for I, you. Think, I think it's an 8. I mean, so that means on average it's an 8 out of 10. So. I mean, it's not an 8 really, is it? But I had an 8 out of 10 time. Yeah, exactly. It's all about the experience. Yeah. Do you reckon if you went back and watched it again, you'd have the same experience? Well, no, because I've seen it before. Okay. Do you reckon if you weren't a fan of Queen's music, you'd give it an 8 out of 10? No. No. So that's the interesting thing. If you're not a Queen fan, will you enjoy this movie? I don't think you necessarily have to be a Queen fan. I think you just have to be able to appreciate their music and yeah. like the music, even if you're not like a hardcore fan. Yes. But if you're someone who hates prog rock in that era, I don't think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, you might be right. Or at least yeah. not that much, unless you're like, you know, a which Neanderthal is, and <laughs> don't really have an opinion on things. Which is different to Mamma Mia because... Everybody well, hates that movie. Yeah. Everybody with soul. Um, yeah, I think that's a correct and non-generalisation. Yeah. Um, and because that, that has a crappy storyline. I yeah. don't want to hear Abba's story. I want to hear all the... Yeah, because they were like all dating each other and yeah. stuff, weren't they? And they were Swedish, you know? I mean, somebody got murdered in the snow somewhere. <laughs> That's the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's really good. Okay. The, the girl in the Abba's web. That's the, the name of the biopic. This or the biopic. <laughs> biopic. Um, cool. Go see it. That's my recommendation. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're a Queen fan. If you're a really big Queen fan, go see it just for the music and then you can tear apart everything. That's... Yeah. I don't, I don't think that a lot of this film is accurate as to what happened. But it's my uh, mum and stepdad's one anniversary this Saturday, so happy anniversary! Um, and we're paying for them to go watch this movie and get loads of snacks and stuff because, I, well, my stepdad's a huge prog rock fan and loves Queen. Sweet. And my mum is the same age, so... <laughs> <laughs> and she does what she's told. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Cool, yeah. Go watch it, go enjoy it, let us know what you think. And, um... No, what are we going to watch next week? It's Halloween. Is it Halloween this weekend? Yeah. I think we should watch Halloween next. Really? Yeah. But it's, so it's Halloween before the next episode comes out, though. So Halloween will have been and gone, and I feel like after Halloween it's all about Christmas. Well, there's no thanks giving... Plus, I don't give a shit about Halloween. What, as a, as the, a movie, the movie Yeah, and plus I've not been invited to any fancy dress parties, so... So what have you come as... <laughs> Today, as a normally dress as a as a northern monkey, um, a rent boy, obviously. Hence the blue jeans, the arseless chaps. <laughs> um, yeah, go watch it. I think we're waffling now. Let's go on to the game. Okay, it's game time. It's time for Josh's Rusty Trombone. We are bringing back the Rusty Trombone, our fan favourite, because all of our fans out there tell us all the time this is their favourite game. Fan favourite. Which means I'm lying because no one's ever said this to me, but we fucking enjoy it, so that's the main no, thing. No, I've heard, you know, I think the first time we did it, people liked it, and then the third, people liked it less, and now it's, you know, it's like a catchphrase. Yeah, it's old hat, but I don't care, it's too much fun, so I'm going to do it anyway. Nice so, to blow you. this time, Mike is going to rest his Rusty Trombone to one side. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to put my lips around it instead. Uh, because I've been practicing on the old rusty trombone. I've changed my diet recently, so you're in for a treat. <laughs> God. Um, why does it taste of asparagus? Um, so, yeah, I just need to 
Really get into it. Rectal reception. EastEnders. No. What? Game are you fucking playing now? So the point of Rusty Trombone is I play a a song on my wrist of trombone, you have to guess which one it is. But this week will be entirely Queen themed, with just Queen songs, which is why I currently have one headphone in my left ear trying to find Queen songs on Spotify for me to listen to, because I'll have forgotten the names of them. Do you think it'll be entirely distracting if I have a suite? No, go for it, as long as I can have one as well. Oh, look. We should do some, um, we should do some AS ASMR stuff. Maybe that's our calling. <laughs> I can't stand it. Fucking hell, you went for that one? I love the strawberry ones. I know everyone loves the strawberry ones, and that's the last one. Sorry, dude, do you want to have... No, I don't want to I ate it with my teeth. It's not like I put my tongue in it. My sister's going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're still trying to So, um, I don't want to make them too easy, so... No, make them hard, but make them from the greatest hits, because I won't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start off with, with an easy one. All right. All right. No, oh, I like that bit. Has he started singing yet? No, not yet. Ooh, yeah. Apparently Brian May wrote this one. According to the film. No, no, it wasn't. It was the, the bassist. He had the... Oh, that's true, yeah. Deacon. Deacon, that's the one. Do you know what the uh, song is? Another one bites the dust. It is, congratulations. That's some fantastic rusty tromboning, my friend. I, I thought so, yeah. Slightly out of tune. Well... To give it realism. That's that's part of your charm. Oh, I'll get there, I'll get there. Okay, next song. I really like this song. Clang, 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 Someone to wear this glove. <laughs> Somebody to love. This is a great song. If you found someone to wear this glove, we wouldn't have had the same movie, would we? <laughs> no, that's true. Um, yeah, Somebody to Love. What's your favourite Queen song? Um, Stone Cold Crazy. Ah. Not, my favourite one to sing is Bohemian Rhapsody. But my favourite one to sit in the car and fucking rock, rock my nuts off is, is Stone Cold Crazy. Oh, damn, that might have spoiled one of the ones that's coming up later. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> next song. That's pretty much it. Uh, oh, that song's on here twice. I don't want to play that song twice. Okay, let's, you know what we're going to do? I'm just going to randomly go into one. 
off any of the albums. Oh, mate. And <laughs> see what happens. I don't even... It could be a live album, so it's a bit like a great hit, isn't it? What's this one? <laughs> no, I don't know that one. <laughs> That's the problem with Queen, because their greatest hits is what all millennials know. I don't know that one. Oh. Hang on. Let me get into it. Has he got a long intro? It's like a huge guitar solo now and I can't do it. Fucking... Should we let this pass a bit? No, no, this sounds great. Keep going. <laughs> oh, I do this one. I want it all. I'm so glad you did that because I did not know how the melody went in this. So I was doing it in a bit of a, um, a canon, you know, where yes. he sings it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank fuck. Anyway, Brian, thanks again. Brian May wrote that one. That's a great Cool, well done. I'm so glad you got that one because I don't know how much longer I could have kept that up. Yeah, okay. you're going red then. And not like my red. <laughs> that was really well done. Do you like this film? Don't really remember it that well. mug of tea. <laughs> <laughs> the annoying thing about this is it has loads of excerpts from the film. Just yeah. Flash, Flash, I love you. Yeah. We only had 14 hours to save the earth. What's the song called? It's called Flash. It's called Flash's theme. You got it wrong. Oh, Bang. Shit. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Bound to get that one. I'll give it you. <laughs> and we'll okay, you got the name of the song, it's fine. No more yeah. of that. <laughs> what else have we got? Right, there's so many songs in it. I, I don't I feel like if I just chose some, you'd know, have a chance of getting some of these. Um, okay, this one. Tie Mother Down. I skipped the bridge then because it was getting too long. This is going to be very hard to edit this skip. What the fuck is that song about? Tie Mother Down? Yeah. It's like when she's trying to tell you to do the washing up and you're like, fuck you, mum. Fuck you, mum. Get the rope. I've got hits to write. <laughs> you know what? Trombones to play. I mean, I don't know how long they were around for Queen, but. 
Fucking hell, they've got a lot of songs. It's like 1976. I mean, they're still going now. Yeah, true. Adam Lambert. Yeah. It's not... My friend Paul is like a huge Queen fan and he's been seen with Adam Lambert said it was great, but I just... I can't like him in the same way that I like Freddie. It's not the same thing. You can't? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Despite the words you're saying. Well done, uh, featuring from the film Kevin Spacey. No, what? <laughs> Kevin Spacey's in it. Oh, he is. Yeah. But what's the film called? Um. Kevin. Oh, soundtrack one. Kevin. Baby Driver. There we go, boy. Good boy. I need some more Amiga Three in my diet. <laughs> Next song. You do on the way to work every morning. Bicycle race. Next song. <laughs> not a clue. Um, Do you need a clue? Fat bottom girls. Yeah, there you go. Well then. What was your clue going to be? Um, it's the opposite of you. A skinny bottomed... White dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was the song, actually. That was the song we played at my dad's funeral. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing was that, um, apart from playing that song at the funeral, face. is that someone accidentally pressed the play button on it too soon, <laughs> so the, the priest was still talking, and all of a sudden he heard, oh! Won't you take me home tonight? And then someone stopped it and everybody just looked around and went, <laughs> and then left. Oh. I always think it maybe the ghost of my father going, yeah, hey. fucking around. <laughs> oh, uh, but no, it was a good moment. Made me laugh. And yep, you got that one right. Uh, I think we could do a couple more. I just need to find one. You're lovely, aren't you? No. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, my lips are sore. The chat. There's a weird taste in my mouth. <laughs> but I'm enjoying myself. That'd and be... I'm sure that's basically how Freddie felt. Really? So, um, that should have been the film. Yeah. Imagine okay, next one. An hour and a half of Freddie giving a rusty front trail. <laughs> I have four more incisors. <laughs> oh, real good time. Banger at karaoke. If you ever pull this one out at karaoke, people go. Mental. Who the fuck can sing this at karaoke? He goes so fucking high. It doesn't matter. The range. You just bring it down an octave, mate. You can do it. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. No, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, oh, oh, oh! There's no stopping. I don't want to go into the next song now. I'm enjoying this too much. Oh, <laughs> 
I feel like I can sing with my mouth closed. Kind of works. <laughs> so I'll just keep my mouth straight. <laughs> Um, this is Boham. Boham. It's Boham. Bo rap. Bohemian Hapsody. <laughs> Hamsody. Boham. It's not the vegetarian version. You you not eaten meat in a long time. This is Angel by Robbie Williams. <laughs> no. Is it uh, We Will Rock You? Tis We Will Rock You. That's the one that was written by, yeah, for a change of chosen one, written by Brian May. Oh, Brian May, Brian May! I thought, well, you can kind of just tell the ones that are written by Brian May, because the ones where he just gets a big old fat guitar solo in yeah, the middle. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stand in the centre of the stage now. <laughs> this was like one of the first songs. This is Seven Seas of Rye. Well done. I'm very surprised you got that because I don't think that sounded anything like it. That was, that was a brilliant piano. Though. It's very hard to play the piano. That's one of my favourites as well. To be fair. Especially a rusty one. That's a great song. You've got all of them in your fucking favourites. Come on, man. Yeah. Choose one. Um, That one. No, don't stop me now. It's better. Not that one. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I think that's the end of Rusty Trombone. I think you got all of them, which was amazing. Um, it's because you're so good at playing it. I think it's also because I don't know a lot of the other Queen songs, so I can't remember any of them, and then trying to do the melody them is too hard, so... It's tricky. I, I think gave you all the easy ones. I think rusty, rusty Trombone with a prog rock band is very difficult to do. Uh, you should start doing some Rusty Trombone with, you know... Some techno. Yeah, Bill Withers. <laughs> that just sounds like an umpire band there. Like Vici. <laughs> What's that song called? Alexa, what's the song that goes? Nope. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, so that's the end of Rusty Trombone. Hope you enjoyed playing along. Hopefully you got more out of it than <laughs> I did. Well, I, I thought you would do fantastically well, and I'm Thanks. even more attracted to you now than I was when I was sitting over there. It's just the angle. I think it it's because I've not got my glasses on. That as well, yeah. And well. there's less of us now. Uh, so, yeah, check out the movie, check Definitely. out our next episodes, and if you want to catch me in the second chair playing Rusty Trombone at the Royal mm. Philharmonic, you can do so on the 11th of November as we do the uh, whole catalogue of Back to the Future movies. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye.